0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now someone is playing a deadly game
1: Began with a scream over 911.
0: Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One
2: step too far. Do you like scary movies?
1: What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs, and she should be going out the front door. It's insulting.
3: There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what's this Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back, because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back.
0: You don't make the rules. Police
3: are always on track, but they watch palm night and save time.
0: He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. <laughs> To hide. Everybody's
2: a suspect. God. Not scared,
0: are you?
4: Scream!
0: Welcome to recap and gown podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Oh my God.
4: Sorry. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> Doing, I'm doing good, bud. Uh, Jesus Christ. Long long week. Uh God, this cough isn't going away. It's rough. Um but yeah, excited to talk about this one. It's pretty much the only horror movie that I think is uh good. Oh I'm not a big horror movie guy, but this disagree one i, I on that. This one makes me laugh. It scared me a little, which most of the other movies haven't, so let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Yeah.
0: Fair, and that was that was that was worth the setup. If I do say so myself, uh, joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas Two Step, the one and only Big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan?
1: Hey guys, I'm super excited about this outfit today. That <laughs> that you also can't see, um, as usual. So this week I am. Oh dear, is that the right way? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, for, for the listeners She's a deer and she has a, a sign That says O, oh, O-H But because Megan Mills is our Very delightful big sis it was upside down So for about one second she was Ho-deer
1: oh, <laughs> Well <laughs> Zoom is confusing, I don't know um, but, Crooks, We all might, struggle yeah, You might remember this Outfit for my 30th birthday
0: Mm-hmm. I do. Um, your friend Katie was—was uh, was she? Holy cow! Yeah. There you go. Memory like a goddamn steel trap over here.
1: Yeah, it's I had a new new pair of antlers, and my tail is no longer. It used well, to be connected, so it was up, but yeah,
0: hey, you know, these things happen.
1: Things age, you know.
0: <laughs> little by little. Yeah. Uh, rounding up the two-step, this podcast chief werewolves and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana?
5: Not much um that was almost werewolves or mitzvahs but this was meant to be a spectacular, um, not a 30 spooky, rock scary. reference so i, mm-hmm. I,
0: I would have also dave would have lost a shit I, I love that episode one of the most enduring like catchphrases of our of our friendship it's a really good one it's up there <laughs> with uh that was a good one <laughs> that was a good one would have been fantastic but uh You might have just heard there, we have a special guest joining us this week. Big Sis, do you want to do the honors? Who's joining us?
1: Yeah, um, this is actually a friend of both Dana and mine, uh, Hayes. He is a friend of, uh, we met him through a friend of a friend um, who is also very jealous that he's not on this podcast first. Um, Yeah, I know, rough. Um, But Hayes, you want to say hi?
3: Yeah, hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I will say that to kind of combat what David said, Scream scared the shit out of me as a kid, so I don't know if I can curse on this, but oh yeah, that Fuck sh- scream, yeah. scream Fuck hor- Okay, well, scream, scream horrified <laughs> me. So um, I, I saw that Megan was doing this, and I wanted to get involved and kind of give my input into. I'm I'm class of '06, so I'm a little bit younger, okay. but this movie scared me to death when I was growing up. But I also thought that, like, looking back, the fashion sense was also something I wanted to talk about because, you know, Randy's baggy pants we'll get into. But,
0: yeah, this movie scared me to death. Happy to have you here for it. Um, You know, I anytime we can get somebody uh, who was who has like specific memories of watching this movie when they were younger, makes it a lot of fun to uh, dig through memory lane there a little bit. Um, I believe, Dave, this was your choice, right? It was okay um as we said we're doing scream you want to take us through where it is streaming and what it's about if you want to watch it for
4: free and you have a cable subscription you can watch it with no swear words on free form uh, that, that, that was interesting the no the 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 last scene with, with with all that stuff happening and all the cursing it's like every five seconds is a dropout in audio it's almost unwatchable Wait, is the blood uh, still in it though like are the
0: guts still hanging all the out violence
4: there? all that stuff still in it just America. They they, they took out the curse words. Uh, Amazon, iTunes, Voodoo, whatever that is, YouTube, Google Play, and uh, was it Fubo TV? I
0: I put Fubo TV. (laughs) The notes say Fubo TV, and I got really excited for a second. Me too. I was like, what? (laughs) Fubo TV? Uh, Oh, God. uh, I would love it, It should be like old stuff from the WB and UPN. All about that.
2: uh,
0: Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) You want to give us a
4: synopsis? Yeah, this one's short and sweet from Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty rare, but uh, the sleepy town of Woodsboro just woke up screaming. There's a killer in their midst who's seen a few too many scary movies. Suddenly, nobody is safe. As the psychopath stalks victims, taunts them with trivia questions, then rips them to bloody shreds. It could be anybody.
0: Ellipsis. That was nice. Mysterious,
4: yeah. It doesn't go on forever. It doesn't
0: give away everything, but yeah, it's good.
5: Yeah, I'm excited to find out what happens.
4: Yeah,
0: I have no idea. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big sis, could you give us a quick rundown of who is in this movie?
1: Well, this is not going to be a quick rundown because there's a lot of people in this movie. (laughs)
0: Cast of thousands.
1: Yeah, and it's in a very weird order because I did IMDb this week and it does in order of appearance. Okay. Um, So, anyway, I'll give it a go. Uh, so Drew Barrymore, another close personal friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was in one of our commercials for Crocs. Uh, she plays Casey Becker. then um, I didn't know this, the phone voice was played by Roger Jackson.
0: They had a, They had a phone voice? They didn't just take an actor and use like a modulator like the movie said? Correct. (laughs) Seems necessary. Yeah. No, they got a very famous and prolific voice actor. He's got a ton uh, of credits.
4: Yeah. Huh. Okay.
1: There we go. Um, Kevin Patrick Walls plays Steve Orth, who I had to be like, who the hell was Steve? And then I remembered it was Casey's boyfriend who was strapped to the the chair. So the mannequin. Yeah. Very small cameo. Uh, David Booth plays Casey's father. Carla Hatley plays Casey's mother. Nev Campbell. Uh, Sid plays Sydney Prescott or Sid. Um, a baby Skeet Ulrich plays hmm. Billy Loomis. We've we've done another Skeet movie recently, haven't we?
0: We did Skeet and uh, Nev Campbell in The Craft. They yes. were together in that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. he looked a lot younger in The Craft somehow, which was like yeah. a year or two before this.
5: No, they were released at
1: the, the same year.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> he looks yeah. like a different person. Yeah, ninety-six. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Okay.
1: Wow. <laughs> Wow. Weird. Um, anyway, Lawrence Hecht plays Neil Prescott. Did I get that right? Okay. <laughs> uh, a word for it. Courtney Cox uh, plays Gail Weathers. Um, w Earl Brown plays Kenny Jones. Rose McGowan plays Tatum Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lois Saunders plays Mrs. Tate. You have the other half of the Arquettes, uh, David plays Deputy Dewey. Um, Joseph Whipp plays Sherrod Burke. Matthew Lillard, who we've just talked about a little bit before this, um, mm. in a lot of things, plays Stewart. Um, Jamie Kennedy, I don't, I don't remember seeing him look like this ever, but he plays yeah. Randy.
0: <laughs> That's a name I don't need to hear ever again. I'm the I'm yeah. character can, in the movie. Yeah, in the dustmen of history, you don't need Jamie <laughs> Kennedy to
1: have a comeback. Um, this one's gonna be a hard one. Live, live, Le- leave,
4: Leev, leave, all, all, Leav. the... yeah. Yeah. I'll Leav. be okay,
1: Leev Sh- Schreiber, Leav. yeah,
4: plays yeah. And, Schreiber, go,
1: plays Cotton Weary, and then Ooh. two weirdly unaccredited um, cameos. Wes Craven plays Fred the janitor.
4: Uh-huh. that's a good one he's and actually you know, dressed freddy krueger, as freddy yeah. krueger that's crazy yeah, the hat and
0: everything oh, I, I
1: hadn't yeah i did not catch that um but i did catch that henry winkler played the principal but why was he unaccredited so uh, odd.
0: principal I'll i'll give you one more um okay. linda blair played uh oh. one of the reporters um she was the little girl from the exorcist there's a shitload of uncredited people in this movie like too many I don't a understand. lot of people i wonder why I,
4: I think he, he he didn't want to take anything away from the younger stars. They were trying I to guess. put over and get and and get their big break. He's like, I'll just show up, and people will be like, "Hey, Fonzie's the principal." Cool.
0: Yeah, principal the Fonz had like a lot of stuff to do, and just was like, "I don't need my name on this." And I'm like, he was want, Super nope, over, <laughs> over the top. I loved it. it was oh, so awesome. Yeah. We'll get to it. He was, woo, he was doing some things.
5: I have like a casting choice the other way. Like, uh-uh. I haven't watched Scream Two in a while, but mm-hmm. I would like. When they, I don't know if we'll talk about this, like we do the recap, but you know, Cottonweary being a character, casting Liam Shriver in that role, not knowing you're gonna have a sequel, to me, it was like, was that role bigger and it got cut? You know, was he a
0: thing at this time? Like, was he he in 96? I I know he's a thing now. Yeah, Um, I
5: don't
0: don't know if he, I I didn't look at his
5: bias bias here. Like, I think think it was the Liam Shriver now, but back then it was. He was a nobody?
3: Okay. Yeah, he, I, think, I, think I think he was, was a nobody. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think he was just like some dude yeah, who that happened was walking by. Okay.
2: Yeah,
3: that was back in the day. I mean, that's I mean that was almost 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, weird coincidence, though. I mean, that's kind of like we do a, on the deep dive every once in a while. We find somebody who went on to do a shitload of stuff. And, like, I think that was during Rock and Roll High School. The guy that voices every version of Robin in, like, any animated, you know, Batman movie was in that. I think he just kind of blew up after this by pure coincidence because he barely acted in this. He was like in
5: it's like news a quick, B-roll. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah just some, walking by a camera.
5: It seemed an interesting... I was like, why would you just... But yeah, I think if he's like not a big deal at this point. Yeah. That makes, okay. And
4: then not to give bias. anything away, he, he plays a pretty big role in the future
5: yeah.
2: movies. <laughs> yeah. yep.
4: You would yep. think so. That
2: makes yeah.
0: sense. Yep. Alright. Okay. Um, let's quick... Uh, go around the horn here and give some memories of uh, watching this as younger people. Big sis, what memories do you have of watching this movie before the pod?
1: So we have a lost episode. Um, we do guests, as you might remember. We there's some episodes that we did not air. So technically, I watched this before. However, when I went back to rewatch it, I I found out that I didn't watch it all the way through. <laughs> so come on. So this was the first time that I. I had seen it all the way through it was three days ago.
0: Oh, and this is a movie that has quite a twist at the end. So that's kind of,
1: oof. Yeah, I was really, <laughs> I was really real. confused the first time I did this. <laughs> what happened?
0: Huh? Oh, Who? brother. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, how about you? Um, couldn't see in the theater, I
4: was 11. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think, yes, my buddy Garrett's mom uh, rented because she used to let us watch rated R movies. And I watched, I'm like, you know, it'd be really funny. Call my sister and pretend to be the scream voice. Oh, brother. And she lost her shit. <laughs> and almost called the police. I called right back. And she's like, I was, I was about to call the police, Dave. Don't you ever do that again. And I kind of stayed at my friend Garrett's house for as long of a day as I could. Because my mom's like, you are in so much trouble. I just don't want to see you right now. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, um no. so 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 yeah we'll talk about other things there were some copycats involved when when this movie well they claim that there were some copycat killings related to this movie too and i saw what i saw on screen i'm like well i'm not gonna kill anybody but i'll make that voice to see if i can make my sister scared and it worked oh, um, I'm, I'm just to trouble. trouble with it <laughs> I did. Well, it was fun <laughs> for me for about five seconds and then you hear your mom yell at you when you're 11 and it's ugh, uh, yuck yeah
0: no thank you no thank you yeah. uh dana how about you
5: um i don't remember necessarily the first time i saw it because also i think we were all too young to see it in the theater at the time (laughs) um but definitely remember being like this is one of those movies that like i was oddly obsessed with i think i owned it on vhs um look it up younger listeners um (laughs) and and like could quote like parts of it like i was surprised i couldn't quote i was like oh i know this movie i'll be able to like recite the whole thing as i watched it not quite true but like yeah definitely like really enjoyed this for some very bizarre reason was probably very scared the first time or two and then like totally fine with it but yeah I was real big fan of it for some weird
0: reason okay um Hayes you mentioned that this this uh really did kind of stick with you and scare you as a as a kid um what were some memories that you have of maybe watching this the first time or you know things that kind of hung around for you
3: so dude I remember the first time I watched this movie and my buddy had that like travel TV that you put in between your parents' seats when you were like driving, like living on the East coast that you like put in between the seats, driving to the beach, like a 12 inch screen. And we had like the SV cables we hooked up. We fat his sister who was older than us somehow got the VHS. We put the VHS in. shout out to my VHS homies, but we put that in and We turned it on and within, and I was spending the night at his house. And within 15 minutes, I called my dad and I said, you got to come pick me up. (laughs) Like, I don't want to spend the night here. Like I, I had a full blown freak out. Hmm. So it, it, yeah, it was, it was so terrible. And I remember specifically and spoiler alert, but like Drew Barrymore dying at the beginning for me was like, holy shit, dude. Like this is. This is different than Michael Myers tracking down, you know, his victims in a slow motion. Like she's dead real fast. And I called my dad and said, you got to come pick me up. So that was, Jesus. that was step. That was like the initial. And then from there on, it's like, I've loved it, but it still scares me. And it's cheese ball, but it still scares me to death.
0: I, I get it. Uh, I had a, a similar moment that I didn't want to delve into too much here when I was eight. I, uh, Went to my friend's house and watched a Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and uh, was traumatized for multiple years after that. Because, you know, eight years old is too fucking young for Freddie. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, I, like Megan, I had never seen this before, a lost episode. Um, I mentioned a couple of times, slasher movies aren't really my thing, never really have been. So, like, I was very aware of this movie in high school, but never, you know, made a point to watch it or anything. Um, I did see Scream 3 in the theater. And was very confused by everything, particularly about why Dewey was like a walking corpse in that movie. Like he had a limp, <laughs> and like one of his eyes didn't work anymore. I think he just like fell down the stairs while fully healthy at one point. I was like, I don't know why is he a cop. So I had a hard time with that one. But uh, yeah, this was one that I only saw for the pod. I think this might have been the last lost episode that we did before um, Dana joined us and we leveled up. So uh, yeah, a relatively recent watch for me. Um, Megan, did this make the grade for you as an adult or should they have held this back?
1: Well, seeing how I three days ago was also an adult. (laughs) 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 I first saw this, um, you know, I don't think I loved it the first time. I think it grew on me. Um, the second time. And I think seeing the end actually helped. Um, yeah, that would help. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 like, it, it was more scary than any of the other movies we've talked about. So if we're going for that, I would say, I mean, I would say like a solid B.
0: Okay. Yeah, for sure. Scarier than things that you've seen um, thus far in the spooktacular. Uh, word to idle hands. Dave, um, did this make the grade for you or should they have held it back?
4: Yeah, it was, it was great. As someone, I'm not a big horror, a fan of the horror genre in general. This had the comedy that i enjoyed and and it made fun of itself it didn't take itself too seriously and it made fun of a lot of the tropes that were kind of i don't know uh used to death uh over the Uh, course of the 70s and and the 80s with all these movies and it was trying to just put an end to all we're gonna do is just make sequels to all these movies from the 70s and 80s and see how long that'll take us and this was like creative and new and kind of started you you see movies like paranormal activity after this and that a lot of new ideas with horror um that but i mean now with paranormal act- activity and stuff like that they're making four or five of those so they're kind of getting into the same track as previously but uh yeah this one i just wish i was scared by it i tried i, I watched it in the dark late at night it was windy outside i was hoping that they'd make like a branch smacking against the wall oh, or something like that or like weird noises and
0: i think i'm just desensitized no dice. i don't know man i don't know <laughs> you've seen things uh dana what would you uh what would you come down on this one with
5: um so i think like thinking back on it i think what i liked about it at the time is that and i don't know if i would have known that this is what we have called it back then but it was like meta there's a lot of commentary and jokes about harm horror, horror movies there it is the accent coming up. Yeah, there it is um <laughs> scary movies um, <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and uh like i think i enjoyed that take on it because i think at the time like i was like thought of myself as a bit of a film buff i thought this was like funny now looking back on it you're like okay this is just annoying so i think that's unfortunate about it is that some of you know pop culture commentary meta commentary is so like ubiquitous now that it doesn't have as much pop so i think that part doesn't hold up about it but i think the rest of it like it's still pretty good um yeah, I don't know if you're scared anymore because of where scary movies have gone. Well, I saved myself from mispronouncing that word. Um, <laughs> Hara. Is
4: gone, so. Scary.
5: Um, I, def- I definitely still de- still enjoyed it. Um, you know, I have been trying to actually hand out grades recently. So yeah, I feel like a B B minus. Sounds
0: about right. Yeah, it's yeah. good for it. All right. Uh, Hayes, um, as an adult, having seen this, you know, through fresh eyes, did this make the grade for you or should they have held it back? Um, I still give it an A
3: minus. I feel like it's, it meets the mark because of, you know, you've got Wes who, you know, did all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, And his work on that is just as cheesy, but just as incredible. And Mm -hmm. he creates these unforgettable characters. And to me, that is something that is as scary, you know, as a, an adult, as it was as a kid, like obviously as, you know, a 30 something adult, I'm not as worried about somebody breaking into my house, but I had nightmares about it. And it's something that I think can still kind of creep back into those thoughts and up is something that's a potential. And yeah, I,
0: it's, I I'm a solid a minus. Sounds good. All right. Um, for me, this made the grade. Um, I still don't love slashers, but there were, you know, some things that, um, you know, a lot of this movie, I think, didn't make a ton of logical sense, uh, why a killer would behave in some of these ways and things, but um, I never did get bored watching it. Um, And there were some performances, uh, notably Matthew Wood and Henry Winkler, that were a lot of fun to watch on the screen. So yeah, this made the grade for me. I don't, um, yeah, I I wish Ghostface was an actual ghost because if i'm going to be scared by a movie you better put a ghost or a ghoul or something in it but um before we jump into the recap does anybody have any fun facts a couple um film was inspired
4: in part by the gainesville ripper murders of the 1990s i'm not gonna go into any details because it's horrific if you really want to look it up there's a terrible wikipedia page that'll That kind of stuff will give you nightmares. I think they also Um, covered that on um, an episode of My Favorite Murder. I'm pretty sure they've covered that at some point. I'm sure that they did.
1: That actually makes Um, it more scary for me now. To know
4: that (laughs) that this was was actually inspired
1: by a real thing.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Roger Ebert, of course, Mm -hmm. gave the film uh, three out of four stars. Thought it was pretty good. Uh, He appreciated the, quote, in jokes and the self-aware characters, but was confused over whether the level of violence was, quote, diffused by the ironic way the film uses it and comments on it. So he's like, I get, I get the that. jokes, but does it really diffuse all the violence? Is this just violence for the sake of violence and entertainment? So he didn't love that part, but he thought the quirky stuff was cool. Okay, um, okay. And uh, won uh, Best Movie at the 97 MTV Movie Awards.
0: So I, I'm curious what else it was up against. Um, I always wonder when they have the MTV Movie Awards, like what else was nominated uh, that year for the same category i know we did a previous episode where we talked about um it's a a lost episode the one that brought dana on was cruel intentions and uh there was a kiss in that movie that lost to the spider-man upside down kiss for best kiss i'm like that's bullshit Uh, it's not a good kiss yeah um but yeah i always kind of wonder when i see the mtv movie awards in particular like what else was hopping with the youth culture at the time
5: do you want to know I I mean, yeah, I was gonna say I might have pulled it up. Did I beat you to it, Megan? No,
1: go, Dana. It's a race.
5: <laughs> uh, it was up against Independence Day, Jerry oh. Maguire, The Rock, not the person, the movie. Um,
0: <laughs> oh my god! He restored Rocky via ninety-seven. Yeah, Wait,
1: um, it was and- a kiss in
0: The Rock. <laughs> Yeah, no, the best movie.
1: <laughs> no, this is just Best Movie, not Best Kiss. Right, there's
5: one more, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. But I feel like when you say The Rock now, no one remembers the Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage classic, I, plastic, I assume, Christian but I've
0: never seen one it. Of the be- it's one of the best ever. It's All great. Right. What mostly has me confused, I don't think of The Rock or right. Jerry Maguire being appealing particularly to the MTV fan base. The See Rock is not a movie for like young teens to... <laughs> Super love. Oh, I think Definitely it's just not.
5: popular movies. Like I guess. Okay. Wow. You remember when like, the MTV Movie Awards like, used to be a thing you were like, excited to oh, watch? Yeah. Now yes. I can tell you when they were on who hosts what
0: they I'm not sure. They're still them. doing them.
5: They do. Like,
0: I, do they still well, do them?
5: It's
2: I know to they do the VMAs
0: though. still because my, my wife is a middle school teacher, so she has to like watch there the were. VMAs to know what the kids are going to talk about the next day at school. But yeah, okay. I... Uh, mm
5: i sorry, yeah, one Matthew more. McConaughey won best breakthrough performance for Time to Kill. What a
1: wild, what? You, guys, <laughs> what? you guys, you guys, Vivica A. Fox and Will Smith won best kiss.
0: They should have. All coming round.
1: That was around. a
2: great
3: kiss. This mm-hmm. is a lot. Wait, wait, hold on. For what? Independence, Independence Day.
1: Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Did oh the kiss at the Yeah. Yes. Sorry, we're just we just Toro. reading everything on yeah, the 1997 MTV Awards. We are, we are,
0: Awards. <laughs> and we this are is now a Wikipedia
1: no, podcast. now a few years, Stay on
0: that one.
5: But a few years later, Vivica pops up in last week's episode. Idle hands for no good reason.
0: Doing some wacky bullshit. Um, yeah, that man. This is this is this podcast is all Gordian knots as far as the, I can see. We're all twisted up here. So before okay. we get we too deep stop. into anything uh let's quick jump into this recap dave where do you want to get started just a general thought
4: this movie is almost two hours long it's like an hour mm-hmm. and 51 minutes i didn't feel that at all did anybody else think it was kind of going a little too long or because I, I felt like it was broken up into like three parts there's the first scene with the first murder with drew barrymore then there's kind of this middle part where they, where, where they set up the party and then the party takes an hour. And Forever. that last hour party kind of flew by for me. What
0: did you guys think of it, that? Or was same. it going a little
4: too long for you?
0: Yeah, I never had a moment where I like, checked how much time was left or where I felt like grabbing my phone to like do a BuzzFeed listicle or what have you. Like it was, I, I mean, that last party, I think, could have really felt long as shit considering how long that segment of the movie is. I did not feel that hour and 51 minutes at all.
5: I don't watch the movies in one sitting anymore. So I'm, but I cut it off. Like I know when the party scene's going to happen. So I like yes. tapped out so I can go to work Monday morning. And I was like, can't wait after work. I'm going to finish it up. So like, I'm a bad judge. Cause I never watch these in one sitting, any, one sitting anymore. But like, I also idle hands. I didn't do in one sitting and the last 16 minutes felt like a fucking oh, hour. So yeah, yeah this on. is like, this one I was excited to get back to you and like didn't care that I still had an hour like left. It was totally fine. So yeah, I agree. It's like much better pacing. Yeah.
0: Idle hands ends and then there's 10 more minutes and then it ends again. (laughs) (laughs) So I I get that.
3: And and, and when it comes to the party, I do feel like, like that is an eight hour party, right? That they have condensed into an hour, but it still makes sense in the timeline of what Wes is trying to create. So yeah. It it fits with the timeline. And it does take a long time. You know, I'm going to sound like a murderer when I say this, but (laughs) it takes a long time to commit a murder. So if that's kind of the timeline of what's happening, like you got to kill somebody. And that's what they're trying to do here is kill somebody.
0: So A lot of killing going on.
3: A lot, a lot of, killing. of killing, like a whole lot of killing going on. Out, <laughs> and that's outside <laughs> of like the, you know, the dog door and all that. So. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot that's, happening in that.
4: In that now we're, we're talking about that one a lot. That's we're going
0: to get to that dog. door, door. But,
4: we'll do um,
5: I had a yeah. question. Are we going to talk about? Well, we'll see. I'll just we're going to talk about I, all the murders.
4: Well, no, not yeah. all the murders. I got all of, I got all of them listed. So, this no, not great. a murder
5: thing. I just have a logistic thing about the party. So, I'm going to be weird for a minute. And I just sure. got confused and I wrote some notes I down. I love a
4: logistical thing. <laughs> Let's talk about it. This is um,
5: so, I thought the point of the party was, we're going to Stu's house and staying there because there's a 9 p.m. curfew but yeah. everybody kept leaving at like random times. like, I'm That's like, true. what are we, what are
4: we doing? It's crazy feed teenagers alcohol and they do stupid things. That's so crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like, like leaving and driving drunk. Yeah. yeah they Shock were
0: quarantining me. together essentially. And then they yeah. just decided, fuck it. I'm going to go do whatever. The- I mean, the-, the party goes from being probably like a hundred people down to being like three over the yes. course of this night,
5: mm-hmm. all before midnight. Too, three. Because- because at one point yeah. Billy says like, "Oh, it's after midnight. It's the anniversary, you know." So I'm just like, yeah. "Did they not get there until after curfew?" Because to me, curfew also felt way too late. So just a lot of things that I literally like. I don't know why I never connected that. Maybe because we live in curfew lockdown times now. We're used to it now. But I never <laughs> How dare you like, violate. Yeah, like I guess I'm so like, you can't leave that house.
4: <laughs> yeah. I well, just, I, I don't. I don't trust it the police. guilt and. I don't trust the police of that town to enforce any kind of lockdown or quarantine. Dewey with, was uh, there. Dewey, Dewey was, was there. He wasn't, was, he was, there was like, helping kids underage drink. Like are are was you drinking? That kid get Son, loose. are you supposed to be drinking? <laughs> yeah, go, go. Also, come on. come on,
3: think about who the cops were there. They, like, the cops were not people who were succinct with their jobs. You had Dewey, right? And come on, it's Dewey. Yeah, he's not really gonna go and do his job. he's yeah, cream, he's a great no, guy. Kindred spirit, but not the best cop.
0: <laughs> I would not. Feel he's not gonna pull you to over. Pull no, no.
5: Definitely not. He's a mess. Yeah. No. Okay, I won't go off in any more tangents now. But that I was because they like it seemed like almost every hour people were like I'm ready to go home and they're like, bye, see you later.
0: It yeah. didn't oh, make sure. sense at all.
1: It's like, oh, um, this is our scheduled departure time. We got <laughs> No, they definitely got there before nine, because they, like, went there, like, right after school almost.
0: Yeah, they got there when the sun was up.
1: <laughs> so,
3: so, the That's the confusing part, is yeah. they got there, and they started partying at, like, four in the afternoon.
5: The sun so, was down by the time Sid and Tatum got there. Yes, like, but the party was, like, in full
0: swing at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. and you, you would don't be hammered do. at that point. Oh, yeah. bamboon at 17 years old with
3: no tolerance get out of here
5: <laughs> yeah so that was just uh, a and these thing. kids
3: also these kids also have full grown beards yep so Yep, Adults.
4: <laughs> Adults. yep.
3: these all are grown, grown people
4: yeah yeah so i wanted to talk about all the murders individually some will be quick some not so let's start at the very beginning with all that um i guess we'll just do this uh Segment that that we've been doing this month for all these scary movies, uh, called. Uh...
2: I'm so I'm
4: scared. Um, I think we've talked about this a bit in the
0: intro and everything. And was any of this scary? I'd say not scared. Um, you know, this was an effective slasher movie. Like, it's not, you know, my genre of choice. But I did think it was a bold choice, and I think. Um, like a deliberate choice to make Ghostface like imminently physically vulnerable right away. Like in yeah. the first scene, Drew Barrymore is able to like injure him to a degree that she really could have gotten away if she would have just run in a straight line. Yeah. She hit him like looking back over her shoulder and stumbling around and shit. But like she, she basically could have gotten away. Tatum pretty much beats him in a fight. Like, she yeah. beats the piss out of him. Hits him mm-hmm. with the beer bottles in the whole nine um you know so i think it was it was a smart choice to um and very different from what you see with jason and freddie and i don't know if we're counting pinhead because he's not really a slasher he's a demon i think who lives um, in your dreams right well yeah pinhead yeah. lives in your dreams and so does freddie okay. um and freddie's the dream master but i i Ugh. usually you think of slasher movies where like the killer can't be hurt we saw that with um uh, i know what you did last summer that dude apparently was impervious to pain despite being like an old grizzled fisherman so yeah, yeah i think it was nice yeah. to make it so that we understand right away oh you could hurt him like, you can hit him with things he'll fall over and shit that was a nice touch
4: grizzled calloused fisherman yeah that's what i thought was in- yeah, <laughs> all over his body yeah
1: i feel like the drew barrymore killing was the scariest because she's like trying to call her parents, and her yeah. parents are, like, yeah. inside, and only if she could, like, speak, and her throat wasn't Mom, split, and Mom. she was, like, slowly dying. It was just, like, yeah. that moment, I was just, like, ugh, like, ugh. I will say,
0: uh, could not speak, and I got that. Could have thrown that phone at them. They were, like, 15 <laughs> right. feet away. They were very close by. Throw the fucking phone. It was a nice touch to like, have her parents listen to her dying. That was a yeah. pretty clever thing, and I mean, as a parent, heart-wrenching for me, it wasn't quite um, American Murder, which, if you guys haven't watched that, don't fucking watch that shit on Netflix. Ooh, it's fucking dark. But, yeah, to watch, um, to watch her mom, like, go through the anguish of listening to Casey, like, bleed out on the phone was tough. Um, but, yeah, throw the phone. Just throw it. You're, you're, you can see them. They're very near you.
5: Yeah, I had a thought about that. She must have had a vice grip on that phone.
0: Like, <laughs> she was she, dead and still holding on. <laughs>
5: <like> dragged and <laughs> yep. still, and I'm like, it looks like a dainty, dainty hold, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if you drag me across my backyard, I'm, that's falling out of my hand.
3: Uh, I'm rigor mortis sitting is. with her. <laughs> that's the, that, but that's the West Craven play, you know, is is yeah. having that situation. So that's where West came in and really did a great job. And I'll say, like. That part of that movie, when I saw it when I was a kid, that scared the shit out of me. Because I, I was like, that. "I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna get murdered in my house for sure." <laughs> this
0: is how it's yeah. gonna
5: go. I had an aversion at like going to friends' house because like I always grew up in a house where like it was dark. We put the blinds down, so like anytime like you can see out, like so that just at the time it was like a. Yeah, I'm like, why did not she have any blinds on her window? Like, this is so scary. Like, and I still get freaked out by yeah. that. Like to this day, who could be? Could
4: be standing there? right there in the dark, and we can't yeah. see them.
0: Let's go. I think, I think it's <laughs> that. I also think, like, why are you having a very casual, flirty conversation with a dude on the phone who you do not know when you do I mean, have a boyfriend? Yeah. you hung up on four times, and dude he dude keeps, keeps on calling.
1: Yeah, that, that I don't get that, but that's derailing Man. from Dave's murders. So <laughs> we'll get back to Dave's murders.
4: Topic. Well, yeah, Casey's technically I'm, not the first yeah. murder. She's not yeah, the first Steve. murder. Poor Steve. Because she got the question wrong.
1: Sorry. Like, how yep. did he get killed? Like how did his it's like when the blood ex, the blood exploding from the last movie? Like, yeah. yes, he got disemboweled just
0: so fast.
1: Light slipped <laughs> on,
0: stomach cut open.
1: But in a matter of like thirty seconds? Because when the light not went even. off, went on, not even. Like,
0: it's it's record time for these two dopes, one of whom is matthew lillard who is clinging to his sanity by a thread so yeah. i don't know how they were able to cut him up put his insides on his outsides in, in <laughs> record time like that
5: could, it, could there be like no no i don't know i don't even know how to theorize it no? never mind i don't know come on like on. Some way, like string that would just like rip it open like i don't know like like mr it was boogie boogie quick.
0: from uh, never before christmas quick. Yeah. You just like pull one they string and the whole
5: so
0: shit Awesome. and it was just <laughs> but I,
3: you it, it, If you want to get if you want to get dark with it the knife they used was sharp on the end and serrated down toward you know to the base of the knife so yeah. that would be pretty gnarly like that would be a gnarly cut to open a body. It was a Rambo knife.
0: I I, uh, I every once in a while watch uh, Forged in Fire on History Channel which is the nerdiest show on TV. It's just people yeah. making swords and knives out of like big piece of metal, but they have a whole thing there where they like test your sword or your knife and see if it'll kill. It seems like it takes kind of a lot to cut all the way through somebody like that. And this is like, you know, a gigantic sword they're using. So for them to use like a hunting knife and you know, gut poor Steve like that, oof, real quick, yeah. real quick, took no <laughs> yeah, time at all. Yeah, Steve got, Steve got real dead real fast. No. do we know why they killed steve <laughs> or why they killed casey was it because i, I, they, like, I, I, him? I have a theory I,
4: I i can put it out there okay there is a part a little later where Stu says where they were where they were all talking by the fountain and uh didn't you date uh, casey before yeah. uh? i'm like are, are they just killing exes who dumped them for other people
0: maybe because they I are guess. immature and the worst people in the world Maybe. It kind of feels like if that's what you're going to do, given my history of watching like Dateline in 2020 on teen thrill killers in the nineties, yep. you do that. And then you're done. Like you don't, Dr- you don't do that as like a lead up to the kill you want to do. I think they used 90, it as practice 80. most likely.
4: And, oh uh, that, that's really the only connection that I could find. Cause my first thing, one of my big
0: Casey Becker questions was why? For what? For who? For- <laughs> like, she wasn't bothering anybody. She's why? Just at home. Philosopher. Then, why? You know,
1: Right I think they filmed.
0: Sweater.
1: I think they filmed the rest of the movie and then said, "You know what? We need a bigger hook, and we have Drew Barrymore. Might as well bring it together. Call her up. So
3: her on the poster, that brings that brings in one of the fun facts that I found that Drew Barrymore says specifically that she did not want to live in the lat. Like she wanted to die in the first five minutes of the film.
0: Yeah." Yeah, I remember she said that and it was it was very much like uh, this wasn't, you know, like a comeback thing for her, but she had been through some turbulent times following E.T. and Firestarter. Yeah. And so I think to a degree, this was her like, I want to do a big project that I'm not the star of, that I don't have to like carry the weight of the film, but just to show that like, I'm back, I can do a lot of stuff and let me make a big splash in a short amount of time. Which, yeah. I mean, and impact an the role
3: that in in a really bad way, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, can we talk about the murder of Principal Defons over here? Jump, um, do it, yeah. I, I don't know why they killed him either. <laughs> like he wasn't bothering anybody except for those two dudes. He was threatening with the world's biggest pair of scissors. Yeah, I, I think that goes to their immaturity. Uh, they're just like
4: principal is an authority figure, and he's kind of a dick. So we're killing all these people anyway.
0: Let's just. Just do it to him too. And him being stabbed, he was, he was, his acting was awesome.
3: (laughs) 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 Honestly, I'd be curious to hear, Megan, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know you put together a lot of research for this. So do you think that there was a reason they killed him
1: specifically? Oh, no. I think, I think (laughs) it was another situation where the Fonz was like, guys, Come on, let me be in this movie. And they're like, fine. <laughs> like,
0: all no right, it. you're very nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, fine. I mean, that, that actually, because now that I've seen the end of it, it brings up a lot of questions about, like, <laughs> surely why did they kill all these people? Like, at least in the Idle Hands one, like, we knew why they were killing people, generally speaking. Well,
0: the hand did is we? the devil. It, 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 the hand is supposed to kill shit. Like at least in that one, it's like the hand likes to kill stuff. This is like, I mean, we got why they killed people, and I know what you did last summer, except for uh, Johnny Galecki. He didn't die at all. Max.
1: Yes, we did know why. Oh, we 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 made up
0: up a reason why he was a a passerby. I did
1: not. I think that that was a good reason.
0: It was a reason, at least.
1: Yeah, I think if you're (laughs) killing people just you know maybe the principal was
5: a dick we to them it it's in. just like fuck it we've already killed we're gonna yeah. kill like six or seven people what's eight
3: Yeah, but or, dana, dana why are dana why are they in the bathroom like he why are they hanging out sense. there and why did
5: i'm that's not gonna lie lying. Lying. i forgot how he was killed so i well, he uh, was killed
0: in his office um, he was he was, oh, was he some reason, in the office, not the bathroom? Yeah, he was in the office. He put on the ghost face mask and scared himself in the mirror twice, which was yep. some oh, classic heavy right. He's uh, a bit
4: jumpy. He's yeah, a jumpy. He was though. real jumpy. And then he yep. just
0: got killed in his office. Uh, the bathroom was when they tried that to that kill that was Neb Campbell. Yeah, yeah. They tried to kill Sydney in the bathroom. I assume Whichever one of them that was just like spent the entire day in that stall on the off chance she happened to go into that bathroom and wind up alone, which is like real inefficient, bud. Yeah. Yeah.
4: These are the kind yeah. of questions where, where if you ask yourself that, you'll drive yourself crazy. Like, well, how, do you, you know it? when, why,
1: but why here, did that happen? Here, here's my yeah. main question. Were they always together or were, could they operate separately and kill separately?
0: Well, I think they were operating separately. But I, well, they, they did they operate hostile. separately. Yeah, I think they only had they the one costume. They operated separately one knife.
3: because, yeah, because Sydney's boyfriend came into the window after um, what's his name was killed. Like, so yeah. she, Sydney, was yeah. in her bedroom. Her boyfriend came in the window and didn't understand why he was there, and a
0: murder had happened. Right, and when Casey was being but, killed, but Stu's was alibi that he was at Tatum's house, probably banging it out from what they the way they made it seem.
1: Well, huh. but the one where he climbs in the window, like that's what I mean. Like they. They were both there. I think like for that one, one, they were both there. Yeah, they they were both there. Are they always both there? Or no. okay?
0: No, because yeah, they were separate the for phone. some of these. He did drop the cell phone like a dope. Um, yeah. Yep. I think I think there were there were some where they were there together working together. They were obviously working together at the party. Um, I, I don't think they were there together when they killed Casey. I think that I, was separate. I, think I don't they think they have were together. To have been. Well but no, because because Stu said that he was over at Tatum's house that night. So that was his alibi. I was like, well it couldn't be I couldn't be the killer. I was over at Tatum's while she was being murdered.
1: Yeah, I don't I think they had to have both been there. Otherwise Steve would not have been able to get cut open that fast.
0: That's too a much, point. Too much I, I mean, yeah. He got cut open quick and then also I mean, they also like gutted Casey and hung her up from the tree. That would have taken two men. Neither one of these guys is like a big burly motherfucker who can like hoist a dead body up into a tree like that. Oh, like no. Leopard.
3: Yeah. That's, that's a 15 minute job. Like yeah. if you're putting Minimal. a dead
0: body in a tree,
3: that's
4: that's Yeah. yeah. A lot of specificity there. 15 minutes. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, you got to think about the weight. It's, it's, a, it's a murdering. Um, Hey, I, yeah, I get it. 15 I minutes.
5: We- we normally have a segment that says, like, could an iPhone have solved this? And I i don't want to go too far with it. I think yeah. if they had phones and could text, this whole how did they coordinate is so much simpler. Yeah. Yeah. It would have made this a in, lot easier. You're on that app that the message signal, you're signaling one another. Like, yeah. it's super simple. But, like, the orchestration back in 96 to pull this off, I am very impressed because Stu seems like, Shiny object, he's out. Like so, he's
0: incapable of doing anything.
5: I commend Billy for being able to harness that wild energy of Stew into a murder uh, spree.
0: Yeah,
5: props it. to
3: him. So da- Dana, you think this is all Billy and no Stew?
5: I think. I mean, Stu's would you think Stew would do
0: anything? Stew was Stew is Stu a was...
5: good time
4: friend. Let's <sighs> do crazy. <laughs> he's kind of worse
0: too. The the
4: way he's complaining, not really complaining at things, he's like. Oh, He's crying, he's, he's 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 the he's the beta cuck of the two. He's
0: this is George he's, he's and lady of my situation here. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. Stu is George. He's just uh, the way know. that
4: um, when, when we were talking earlier about the uh, video store scene, the way that Stew is kind of like right on Billy's shoulders and like kind of rubbing. He's like right on there. I'm like, yeah. One, of the, this this guy needs the massage. The other guy is going to get it and yeah. uh that's he you got the idea guy the guy who's gonna make everything happen and the guy who's gonna do as much as he can as much as he's capable of but he's definitely number two and listen word of little finger, so, the king shits in the hand wipes
3: <laughs> so he's the dolt in this situation he's the guy who just does the stabbing when the stabbing needs to happen but billy is planning everything out yeah,
0: well because Billy had Billy had the motive there's no reason yep. I don't think that Stu would have been killing anybody I mean you know I don't think there's a reason for him to want to kill I think I, I think I mean to the extent that Billy had a reason to kill your dad if that's your reason don't kill everybody around him but yeah, um, you know, yeah. there there's that
5: but so who do we think is attacking Tatum? Since that's the next
0: big. I had the same thought. I I think that had to have been Billy. I don't I don't think yeah. that Stu would have just. I mean, listen. I I understand that for some people, Matthew Lillard was a teen heartthrob. Rose McGowan Wait, is what? so insanely Wait. out of his league. That's it's a thing that happened. That's time a thing. Out. Him.
5: Time
2: out. Yeah.
0: Who? Is? I know. Uh, people.
2: I people may have there.
5: thought Matthew Lillard uh, was. A see.
0: Trash. <laughs> see. It's a I, thing. I'm
3: a I'm a I'm a I'm a straight guy with tattoos, and I think that Matthew Wheeler is is a, a absolute yeah. Dime. No, he he's, he's got a got handsome that Michael, fella, but
4: Yeah, he he's got that Michael Phelps thing going. Like like the like the long wingspan. He's like tall, skinny, a swimmer's body. I, I can see that. Yeah, probably. Megan, you look
0: disgusted. Uh, there's there's there is a, there's a <laughs> contingent of people out there who think that he's a good looking dude. I think I think. We'll, we'll I agree. Out, I suppose. We, I don't know if we would all agree. I would say that Rose McGowan was comically out of his league, especially oh, yes. in this movie. And so it's like, dude, very much. I, 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 think if he was alone with her in the garage, he would forget what he was there to do, and they would just wind up making out. I think he'd be like, "Oh, it was a joke after all." Like, you have on that shirt with the world's hardest nipples. I'm not gonna kill <laughs> you anymore after all. Like, I think that's where that would go for him. Um, so I, I think that had to have been Billy killing her.
4: Yeah, I think before we go into more, because I do want to talk about uh, the Tatum, killing. It's it's definitely the most creative in in the movie. I think she's also the most, uh, I'd say, well dressed or most interestingly costumed in in the movie. So I'd say wearing the uh, most stuff. She's definitely wearing the most. Yeah, definitely that that way. So let's uh, let's talk frosted tips and butterfly clips. I think why
0: not. (laughs) All right. Uh, Megan, what outfit caught your eye this week?
1: Well, speaking of Rose McGowan, um, I chose the outfit where I think they were going back into school the day that everything got shut down. But um, she was wearing like a crop top, super tight, baby tee jersey. Football jersey. Yeah, football jersey. (laughs) Um, And then red pants, could have been bell-bottom, definitely mm-hmm. not jeans, not sure what, what material that was. Um, but yeah, it's a look that you don't see anymore.
0: Yeah, I believe those pants were velveteen, is kind of, ah. <laughs> I think that might've been the material yeah. for those. I Watching that, there was a, a video game that I played a lot of as a person around this time, a little bit later than this. Um, does anybody recall a video game called SSX Tricky? It was a, a snowboarding oh, video yeah. game on PS2. Yeah. She looked like a character from SSX Tricky. If you guys are listening to this, go on like Google Image Search and look up the characters from that game. What she's wearing would have fit in with her doing like ridiculous tricks in a, a game from EA Sports Big, which I think is defunct now, but they made some fun shit. NBA Street was EA Sports Big. I'm off on a tangent. Uh, Dave, but what outfit... Love- oh, I'm sorry. sorry you had just- more to say about Tatum's look.
1: Yeah, just one more <laughs> comment. Um, I actually think my friend Kristen Lindquist had that exact same outfit.
0: Word to Kristen Lindquist. We were grade together. I know. Mm, <laughs> the shout out. Good for her. Yeah, I, you know what? Um, I, I was, when you, when you said Kristen and you got to the L, I was thinking you were going to go Kristen Lil. I think she also might have had something that was similar to that. Um, blast in the past on both of those names. But yeah, I, I could see either of them Dressing like a character from a a snowboarding video game for sure. Uh, Dave, what look did you want to talk about this week?
4: You know, when it comes to looks, I wear
0: pretty much all black.
4: That's black and maybe some denim mixed in. So uh, when I I see Ghostface running around in all black, I definitely have to talk about it. You know, that mask, (laughs) iconic, terrifying. Uh, Black boots, um, for whatever reason, very stealthy. That yeah, this, this, this is killer. Maybe because there were two of them. Uh, maybe that's why it's they seem more stealthy than me. I don't know if those shoes were Air Jordans or something. Give them a little more those speed. Put them. I don't know, man. There was something going on. They were they were very quick and very quiet, and they were able to hide in places I didn't think they'd, they'd be able to be quiet enough to stay. So, um, it's definitely kind of moved to talk about that mostly because.
0: I mostly wear black as well. Yeah, while we're, while we're talking about them being stealthy, they wore this costume in broad daylight in crowded places quite often. Like, in the woods. After, in uh, the woods was it?
4: There was that weird part in,
0: in, in the woods. You just see the ghost face go by like whoosh. I'm like, at oh, like scary. 3 p.m., In the woods, outside of uh, Sydney's house. Also, in the grocery store, you see the reflection in, like, the frozen foods, you know, glass door. There are people shopping here. How did you get into the store? How are you going to leave? Yeah. Like, you are in a crowded place in the school, probably, to get into the bathroom and to go kill the principal. They're just wearing this for no reason, especially because nobody would even think twice about either of these two dudes just, like, walking around in public. They're not, like, known criminals or whatever. Right. Anywho. And Dana um, what look did you want to talk about this week
5: so I'm also there aren't a lot of fashion options True. so um, I will also be picking a Tatum look i um, going to go with her party look it does borrow the same top from earlier in the film which is mm-hmm. like a pale lime green yellow turtleneck short sleeve sweater situation I don't exactly. really know why um, mm-hmm. yeah so she you know t- her favorite top it appears yeah. mm-hmm. um, she wears it a lot but then at the party she pairs it with some weird like psychedelic um swirl like i like i feel like if you looked at it like something might jump out at you yeah um it was very weird i didn't love it and then i think <laughs> she was wearing white doc martin boots I think
0: I, they were like hurt? like a like an ankle boot, like a white Doc Martin like ankle boot heel or some short. Yeah,
5: it was a choice. Um, yeah. but I thank Tatum for bringing some looks to this film because Somebody had to. Yeah. Nev's not doing
0: much for us, which No. Sorry. Nev Fine. Nev was dressed up as a mainstream teen for the whole movie. hundred <laughs> yes. uh, percent. Hayes, what look did you want to talk
3: about here? Man, I got to tell you guys, like, Randy, I feel like, is overlooked. And I'm low-key a little bit obsessed with Randy in this movie for a lot of reasons, but his look was just, you know, the Jinko jeans, but it's also the top. Like, he's, first of all, Randy has facial hair of a 31-year-old man. The guy's rocking a goatee and the chops on the side – And he's also pushing the the shirt, he's got the t-shirt, but also the short sleeve button down with the jinkos and the skater, you know, like back in the day, the, I I guess they were DC shoes, but that was the vibe. And he was, he looked, it looked good for a nineties movie, but he also looked like he was 42 years old. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, that was that was me in high school for a little while there. I I didn't have that exact outfit, but I wore shit a lot like that, and I also had like a full beard as a freshman in high school. So, I I I, I mean, I wasn't as weird looking as Jamie Kennedy because he's got like a weird face and uh, expressions in general. But yeah, that was that was the look. of the goat fit in. the goatee is like trimmed out, you know, and like it's yeah.
3: manicured. To look, you know, it's not like a you having a full beard that. Yeah his goatee and all that shit was manicured out. Like he made it to look
0: like that. It's shaped in a way that I don't think very many high school kids were capable of pulling off at that time. Uh, that's a lot of- a lot of But it was also cutting that awesome. Out. Yeah, he, he <laughs> was, I think he's overlooked in general in this movie, we haven't really talked about him. He's, I feel like his whole character is kind of like um, a little bit of an avatar for the director a little bit of a Wes Craven avatar, like the guy that's super into filmmaking and, you know, wants to talk about the craft of filmmaking and all that shit. I think he just kind of put himself in the movie and picked Jamie Kennedy as the vehicle for that. Um, for me, it, we can't talk about fashion in the Scream cinematic universe without talking about Gail Weathers here. Um, I really could have picked any of her looks in this movie because she is dressed up like she's in a costume at all times, but The look that we first see her in, it is like, it's a highlighter green skirt suit. This is the brightest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. It is, it's a two piece suit, a jacket and a skirt. The skirt looks like something Laura Winslow would have worn to club buff. Uh, bonus <laughs> points if you guys get that reference if not look it up they go to a male strip club in one episode and they're just like okay. you know, 40 years old it's some shit um this is it's cut at least like eight inches above her knee this is a legit mini skirt that she's wearing to work here um at one point i paused it to see if i could count how many great big silver buttons are on this jacket uh there's a total of 21 so she's got like three down the middle Five on each pocket, one on each sleeve, and then four mm-hmm. down the middle of the skirt. I feel like there were also some auxiliary buttons on the back, but I can't verify mm-hmm.
4: that. Miss Mary Mac yeah.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> All dressed in black with silver oh, buttons yeah. all down her back. All down she her back. is mm-hmm. spangled in these buttons. It is a lot. Um yeah. and yeah, you know, like I said, she wore insane stuff in like every scene that she was in, but it felt like introducing her as a serious investigative journalist who dresses kinda like the female version of the Riddler was like a bold move to get started right away with her with her whole character
5: i don't think we're supposed to take her seriously though she's like a tabloid like inside edition person so that's mine I was think. torn
3: because I, I, I yes i agree a
0: hundred percent i don't Anna. know I, I i don't know because i mean on the one hand yes but on the other hand you get the impression that she does take herself pretty seriously like no, she, she doesn't does. seem to be like oh i make garbage
5: she you definitely know. does take herself seriously. Yeah. But that does not mean she actually reports her reputable news.
0: For sure. I mean, but so like,
3: but I, she ends up with Dewey. And, she uh, Dewey. Oh, fuck. Spoiler
0: alert. <laughs> Doofy. But Deputy Doofy. Oh, wait, what? I
2: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I will say, I don't watch um, E! News. My wife, on occasion, will have E! News on. And I feel like if you were to sit down with any of those people, they'd be like, yeah, I'm not a real journalist. Like, I'm not – I report on, like, you know, what somebody – what beef somebody had on, like, Snapchat today. I'm not a real journalist. I think that she considers herself a real journalist, um, which I makes it so. even more – you don't think so? She wrote that no. book. I, she has a whole theory about being a Not being guilty.
1: I think I, she, I agree.
0: I don't – Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Megan.
1: No, you go. You're going to – You have more on this (laughs) than I do.
3: No, I think you do, but I think that she is a journalist who doesn't have a lot of cred but wants the cred and wants to jump into that scene.
0: Okay, I get that. Because I, regardless of where she is at her stage in her career, I don't, it feels very much like she's a reporter from kind of a small town that got a hold of a big story and is trying to make a whole career out of that. That being the case, she dresses like I don't I don't know I don't know where you buy these clothes. I think is where I come down on this. Like I don't I don't know where you go to get a, mm. a skirt or a suit in this color. There's the red thing that she also wears later on like what's I don't know where you buy this
4: store she, name. What's a good night? Oh, she went to Contempo
0: Casual. Contempo Casual. I was thinking I'm trying Casual, to think of what I was it. thinking. That's for teens.
4: Is well, it? I, I, I just threw it out there because I was like that, that. That's a cool '90s name. I didn't know it was for teens. Or I for think
1: anybody. she,
0: she did ain't go to the dress barn. I
1: think this she went to barn? she went to Talbots or something.
0: Talbots. Yeah.
1: Talbots.
0: Oh, it's, it's not Lands wrong. End. It is not thinking, Lands I was, End.
5: I was trying to think of like there was like a news magazine show, which is probably what she's like, like reports for. That used to come on like my local like Fox affiliate when I was a kid, and I don't know if it was like early Inside Edition or something else, but they early like Edition. A, no, that's a TV show. Okay. Um, and it was like a triangle. It'd be like, oh. like I know about- the sound da, effect. It's hard copy. Yes. I You're think
0: about is- hard copy.
1: I think she was like a hard Dun- copy person. Yeah. She definitely works for a Fox affiliate.
0: Yeah. A I local so- Fox affiliate. Hard <laughs> I copy. I think it's like one
5: of those like late, <laughs> right, those like 90s news magazine shows like yeah. inside edition is trash now but like bill not like bill o'reilly's great now but like he used to be on it that's where like the <laughs> fuck it we'll do it live like yeah he
0: <laughs> did he was We're doing it, it live yeah, yeah fuck it <laughs> i'll <laughs> do it we'll do it yeah. live what does it to play we'll us it out? live
5: Okay, Fucking we are very sucks. off topic, but I All think right.
0: she we I'm having fun. It's a
2: shitty okay.
5: news magazine, <laughs> but she takes herself seriously and is trying to jump to that next echelon, and I think she thinks that she could nail down this Woodsboro year anniversary okay, murder sure. thing. Yeah.
0: She's definitely trying to make a career out of one story.
3: Which, no, I can think know, of a lot, a lot of- so Dana, that. Dana, do you think she associates her outfit in the movie- with her correspondence to making her move on the one-year connection to Woodsboro.
5: I don't know why she wears that outfit. It probably does not <laughs> read well on television and it blows, blows the camera out. I don't know why, but I don't know. Maybe uh, she's like, yeah, back in Woodsboro. It's my big, I don't know. But yeah, Gail. Look at me. Look at Speaking me. Speaking of Gail, we can talk uh, about sure. the next actual murder. Are we hey. done with fashion? Are we done with fashion? Uh, Yeah,
0: we've we've covered all the looks here. Let's oh, take done. it
5: back to the killings.
0: All right, um, look at that segue.
4: Uh, let's just go. Uh, let's <laughs> just let's just stick with the party. That's that's, that's such a big part of them. It's pretty much all the movie is is the party, and at the it's end, uh, I see Tatum is, uh, trying to, trying to crawl through that doggy door. I felt so bad for.
0: Yeah. She, she really did try to get out of that thing. And,
4: and there's like a yeah. big metal bar up there. I'm like, that's going to really mess her up. And uh, there's a, I believe it's a Genie Pro 82, uh, <laughs> one third horsepower garage door opener. That's all it took to, I guess, when you see later, after uh, <laughs> after you see uh, uh, Sydney uh, falls into the boat and gets out, she's like, oh my God, oh no. She looks up and her head is no longer, either her neck has been extended and pulled out or her
0: head is falling off and it was, that, that and killing, it was terrible to see man okay the, first and foremost this movie has a real fixation with like electronics exploding in sparks yeah i feel like that's not what happens if you like overtax a garage door opener it doesn't like mm. start shooting sparks all over the damn place you might get some smoke maybe yeah but it's not going to become a you know a, a light and magic show and then um, there is no way that garage door opener is lifting Tatum off the ground, much less crushing her to death like take one third of a horse and, case, and have it
4: lift a, a, a third lift of hundred and
0: five pound a pony you 've got a pony you 've got a pony yeah. trying to pull a lady at worst case she gets like a nasty bruise around her waist and maybe like a bone bruise on her ribs, and she 's just kind of like stuck up there, but she 's not oh. getting like murdered by this thing
5: yeah like aren 't there so-, so okay this is where i 'm gonna this is like in the house I live in now, which I've only been in for like two years. It's the first time I've ever had like an electronic garage door open. Ooh, fancy. Ooh. I, you
2: know,
5: real <laughs> exciting. I live in the burbs. Yeah. But like, there has to be like, there's got to be a fail safe that like too much weight and it's going to like stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was my first question. For and then sure. the second one is, she tried like so. We, we know because for some reason the, she tries the garage door opener, which is just a switch on the wall or like a button, which is not how yeah. it works in my house. Um, it was the but, names. like, but, like, wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> it oh, I know it doesn't work. Can't you just pull it up manually?
4: I don't think I can pull mine up manually. You got the red dangly thing that's supposed to, what? if you have you that, pull it
0: up. you can pull it. Yeah, if you have, I didn't bat. see
4: anything. Oh. I, I think I may have missed it if there was something dangling that you could have pulled it with, but I didn't see it
3: see i growing up i in like the 90s we had the pull lever on my garage door that released that but you could never you could pull it up manually but i agree with dana like it's not going to kill
0: somebody no you're going to get hurt a little bit it's like the worst that's going to happen you'll get stuck but also why why is a dog door on the garage door. I don't know. That's a that weird was my biggest So the dog can get into the garage and then scratch the door to get into the house? It was
1: a cat <laughs> like, door. I think it was, an outdoor, out. it was an outdoor cat. It was a cat oh. door. And Who's an outdoor cat? What, what are I, we
4: talking about? <laughs> I have feral cats. We're just going to send them out.
0: And you mean a bobcat? Bob like. no.
4: It's okay, a bobcat. No. We have outdoor it's Dave cats cat. in this neighborhood.
5: My little outdoor cat pops up in the windowsill. <laughs> this is also my home office. And I wave <laughs> to him and he pops up. And then he just goes back to his house. So, after cats are a
4: thing. Oh, I don't have to like I, it. I don't no. have to like but it. You but can't I, fit I, I through it. accept Like, it as exists. a
0: human, you can't fit through that door. How right, big is that cat She's door. a small lady. Fit Oh,
1: absolutely not. Why would she even try? Woman, but,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I think she had a better shot just like kicking the door, like kicking a hole in it, or like ramming her body through it instead of like trying to squeeze on through Yeah.
3: yeah or you're I, in a I, garage I, where like, People are working
4: on cars. Grab something to fight
3: the Grab killer something. off
0: with. Or yeah. smash
4: another bottle and get it sharp and you know,
0: do some stabbing. That's she it, made it, a, it, a it. series of, of bad
4: decisions.
5: Idle hands. Your yes. bottle goes into the, the skull, yep. not yep. broken by the skull. No. Lodges uh, in damn, the skull. Dana.
0: That's right, in, in the forehead. start quick yeah it happened
5: in last week's movie
0: it did For it sure. happened last week that episode uh man that was a fun one yeah it, i yeah you can't explain why that happened uh in that movie or why she just kind of gave up fighting she was beating yeah. the shit out of him like you know, grab grab a wrench there's probably a baseball bat in there or a hockey stick or something keep going true it's a garage i assume it's a full it's a
4: suburban garage it's fully stocked it's got everything oh, in yeah it, it, it has it a fridge sports. You're going to have a lot of sports stuff in there, too. I mean, yeah. if,
3: there's, if there's beer in the garage, there are things in there to fix a car that you can
0: hit somebody with. There's a crescent wrench right. somewhere. That's fair.
1: That's fair. Also, um, why did she exactly. go yeah. in there by herself in the first place?
0: Well, she went to go get beer for Stu. She stew. was getting a beer.
4: Yeah. She was getting a beer. She got six. It's probably, it's probably a place where she's comfortable. She's she's with, Steve, with uh, Stu. That is she's Stu's been house. there before. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's just, I'm just going in the garage
0: or whatever. No, That's fucking... never been scary before.
4: There are nope. people being murdered. She got sick beer? <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> there's a killer on the loose. That's true. Even before the
5: that, there's yeah. a keg in the kitchen. Because we come oh, in right. uh, like drink it straight out of the keg. So there is yeah. no reason to go to the garage for more beer. So,
0: so guys, oh, maybe, right. maybe yeah. that yeah. was Stu that, that murdered her. Maybe he sent her into the garage to isolate and murder her. Oh, Brian, fuck. Brian, you might be right that is not good whoa <laughs> okay.
3: that might be right, <laughs>
5: right <laughs> <MVB>. oh,
3: <laughs> <shit>. um, <laughs> so uh, i i think I, I, I think that's i think that's a dana discovery i think dana called that one that's pretty great that,
4: that's pretty that. great um in the little uh, chat we have uh during and before and uh text back and forth I wrote down, follow the gun, yeah, Brian.
0: Yeah, man, um, this is
4: some shit. And, and, and at first I thought I, I knew exactly where the gun goes. And oh my God. you guys bringing it up and being like, yeah, it's weird. And I looked and I'm like, yep, I lose it for a moment. So if you can tell me where yeah. it goes between yeah. where Billy getting it back and Gail using it again and
0: explain yeah. that to me, I'd appreciate it. Because yeah. I was I have- confused. This is like my own personal Zapruder film. Like Mm -hmm. the the first time that I watched this for the podcast, I'm like, okay, I I think I know what happened. And then I lost the gun and then somehow Gail had it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to rewatch that scene, but I'm very confused how she got it. So let's, I've tracked this thing to the best of my ability. Um, Okay. Sydney has it first. Mm -hmm. uh, When um, Stu and Randy run up to the house and she has the gun, she runs inside with the gun. Billy... Takes it from Sydney. Gail gets the gun from the floor uh, after um, I think it's after like Sydney bursts through the closet and like knocks it from his hand. So Gail has it for a second. She tries to shoot it. She can't fire. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's no. not okay. Yeah, she got it. Really she got it from the, from the kitchen right? while they were stabbing each other yes. because they're crazy fucks. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. they but took their wild. eye off the gun like some dumbasses, and that's when Gail got it. She couldn't fire because the safety was on. Billy kicks her unconscious and then takes the gun from her. Billy then drops it after Sydney busts out of the closet and stabs him twice with an umbrella somehow. Right?
5: No, you can hear her she somehow has it and just you can hear her just drop it on the floor.
0: Like the important part is, hold on, and you know what? Whether whether it happened when she stabbed him or she dropped it is kind of inconsequential because we can all agree it's on the floor outside of that closet door from that point onward. Yes. No one picks up the gun again from that point onward. Then gail winds up with the gun outside of the house when she shoots in Billy. the threshold Was it the? We got the, the threshold. The, the, the threshold. Door. She's, the, the, yeah, the, she's the on the threshold. Phone. Yeah. So, so did she run into the house, grab the gun, then run back outside to shoot from a better distance? Or, that or, make any or, sense. or, or, or. Mm-hmm. there's a second gun. There, no, there cannot be a second gun. There's this is two a one... There can't.
2: There's well, but,
0: the, but the gun, the killers didn't have a gun. The gun came from Dewey's holster because he's not a good cop and he so got stabbed So that would mean two guns. So well, I just... Dana.
5: I have a question about that though, because they said when they're unraveling their plan, which we haven't really talked about, but basically Billy sure. and Stuart, the masterminds of this whole thing, they're gonna frame it on Sidney's dad, and they say he stabs you a bunch of times and then shoots him, like and then he shoots himself in the head. Right. So to me, their plan always called for a gun. So did their plan also always call for doing being there? Or did they have
0: their own gun? Oh, guy? see, oh, I, thought, I that, thought they just kind of yeah. thought that shit was gonna fly. I thought they were just like, well, we have this gun now. Let's shoot this guy.
5: Maybe.
0: That, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they the, could have been uh, I mean, Dewey's Dewey a bad Dewey being cop, being there, so They could have planned that part out.
3: Well, that's true. The Dewey being there is like a, conting- a contingency plan for me, right? Like, <laughs> you can't plan for him to be there. And also, taking the shot that they took with that gun is not easy. So yeah, you have to be a good shot to take that shot initially.
0: But one? that's the also one Wes Craven.
5: The Randy shot or the shot the, of Billy.
0: The shot of Billy because the, the Billy Randy shot shot's like, like yeah the the shot of, of, of Randy is like point blank in the chest out of the blue.
2: Oh sure okay.
0: yeah yeah exactly sure. yeah the Billy sure. shot's the sure. tough one. Yeah, she, I mean, she shot him from a distance. Yeah, I i just kind of feel like if there was two guns, okay, that would explain no, because still, how did she get it outside?
1: No, I know. I just say... Dewey, yeah. Dewey has two guns. Holds it on both sides.
0: <laughs> no one would give two, Dewey okay, two so, guns. So let's say,
3: let's say there are two guns. Two let's guns. say there are two guns. Yeah. How do we... How do we recreate that? What does that mean when it comes to the movie? If there are two oh, guns,
4: I don't know. Man, still up, it still ends up the same. This this is just conjecture. And yeah. I just I just don't know how
0: I, I don't I don't know, man. This is but, fun to so talk. So
1: about. I'm I'm in the Reddit's <laughs> right now. Okay, hello oh, the Reddits Yes, <laughs> for our older listeners, it's, call it new get the For our info. younger <laughs> listeners, Shit. we just call it Reddit. Um, so apparently there is only one gun that okay. belongs to Deputy I Dewey Riley.
4: That's what I thought. I mean, um, I, I had theories, but.
5: Is there yeah. any chance when Sid or Billy drop the gun? I really think Sid puts it down because that's what happens in horror movies. When you get a weapon, you're like, oh, I don't need this anymore. And you put yeah,
0: it down. I'm done with this.
5: <laughs> I killed the murderer. <laughs> I've got it. I um, it
0: yeah.
5: Which if I'm ever in a heart I have like a whole bag. Every time I find a weapon, I'm putting it in a bag. Yes. Like, I am yeah. loaded with weapons. Yeah, all your guns. Um, is there any chance when Sid just like kind of she d- it looks like Sid just tosses it, that it somehow skitters around <laughs> Billy, ricochets off him, bops <laughs> off Randy's. The magic body gun theory. God, got
4: it, this is this is incredible. This is
0: incredible. This is exactly <laughs> what I needed. <laughs> Balls oh into Gail's <laughs> It's yeah. like that airplane from, um, the paper airplane from Rock and Roll High School. It just goes sure. through an entire <laughs> building.
2: And <then> lockers.
5: Stab-
0: <laughs> Yeah, it just goes around the entire building.
5: They're lucky yeah. someone didn't accidentally get shot for the way it just dropped. You know, and <laughs> all over the
1: foyer.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it was a six shooter. It wasn't, right? Yeah, it was, was a, a six
1: revolver. shooter.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was a Beretta, if anyone knows their gun. Was
0: that a Beretta? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. too much gun for oh. Rudy to have. That's not safe at all. For he's he's incompetent.
3: Yeah, so that's n- that's a magazine loaded weapon. I don't, I don't get 38? him
4: in that. We we'll get thirty eight. That uh, that a gun. had some pop to it.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because when they when they shot Randy, it's a he flew back gun, like he got shot a with ribbon? a Cougar Magnum. Yeah.
4: But then when <laughs> they shot Billy,
0: they shot Billy. It's like he got shot with the PP seven. <laughs> like he got shot and didn't. He <gasps> fell back, but he didn't. His okay, head would have blown that's i off what when I'm he shot
4: Yes.
0: Yep, that's what I'm confused by. Is It's, it's yeah. two different guns, right? I know Randy is lighter than Billy, but uh, he, he flew back as though a grenade launcher hit him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the physics crazy. of this movie are no, no, a little over the place. I guess a
4: bullet's got to hit all the right places or else you pop back to life if you're Billy. Or or it goes through your shoulder blade if you're uh, Randy and you're going to end up being okay, but you did get shot and you're kind of, you're kind of a weak Oh weak my. guy with a weak constitution. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, don't let's... don't hate on my guy Randy like that. No, it's not he's, he's, got a just kind of, constitution. he's just like he's kind of the stereotypical kind of I don't call him a wuss necessarily. Works at the video store. He's, you know, he's
0: I worked at a video store for many years. That's not
4: I know, but you are the <laughs> exception. Yeah. To the rule Look
0: who I worked with. Tony Oakes, Eric yeah. Bramwell, a couple yeah. of wieners. Yes.
4: Those guys. Um, couple,
0: couple Randy Randy also good. made it he made it to Scream Two. He yeah, did. he survived. That's weird. He's a survivor. Um, yeah. we're, I, I don't think that we can uh, successfully cover this whole movie without real quick talking about some of the relationships that are in it, um, particularly Sydney and Billy. But so let's uh, quick look at these teens who fell in love at first semester. What do we think of the Sydney and Billy relationship?
4: he's not a good guy
0: he's bad I'll say
4: that um he likes to put a lot of like passive aggressive pressure and we used to be in a you know we were like rated r heading up to nc 17 now we're just kind of stuck in a pg rated thing i'm like okay all right this this guy's number one he's he's a douche he's putting yeah, that, that, that kind of yeah. weird that weird pressure on her it's um and after it's revealed that everything that he's a killer, he gets to be like super. I understand he wants to kill her and everything, but he's, the abusive things that he says. Oof. This, instead it's of hard. Sydney, you're now a bitch. Yeah. Every fucking word he says. Yeah. and yeah. And I. Not good. Anybody else?
1: <laughs> I just like. Was this just like a long con to get her in bed? Like. Like a year?
4: Yeah,
0: could be. Yeah, I, thought, I think. Yeah, yeah. I,
5: I had that question. I was like, "Was this? Was this all a plot to get laid?" Was this it, it really did
0: seem like this whole was- thing was a whole setup to to get his dick wet. And I, it, it I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Like, he, he, he guilted her the entire movie. And at one point, he's like, yeah, like, your mom died. Get over it and start giving out the ass. And I'm like, dude, what is... Why do you think this is the right way to handle this? Oh. I
5: wrote down the line. It was, it's time to get over it. And then I wrote, yeah. it equals mom's brutal rape and murder. Just get
0: a over year ago, it. A year ago tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's time to stop caring about that and start, you know, putting out again. That was insane to um, me.
1: Wait, did he rape... Did he rape her mom too?
0: Nobody raped her mom. Her mom was having an affair with his dad, Leev Schreiber and his no. dad. And his dad. I yeah. thought her mom got raped. That's what broke. No, the, the official story was that she got raped. I think what we come around to is that she was having consensual sex with Leev Schreiber who wound up being framed for the murder.
1: Right. They
0: still I could have raped her, too. I'm not okay. putting it past that. Could them. have been. Yeah, sure. 100%, Listen, no, the, I say that it seemed a little rapey. She could have also been raped.
4: It's, yeah, it's his, weird
0: to think the cops were like, oh, I can't tell the difference between, like, violent, forcible rape and consensual sex. Yes. Yeah, because uh, his but big... Rape kids are not just
4: so. Billy's, Billy's big thing was, your mom I had sex with my dad, and my mom left. And it's all her fault, and I blame you, and that's why you about to get murdered. Also, you know what, Billy? Kill your dad. Yeah. <laughs> you also, kill somebody, no, kill no, he dad. points it towards women. He has a problem with women. He gets He's very angry on. when women do things that are not even really do things. Like in his mind, yeah, she yeah. did something. It's definitely not his dad's fault. I mean, his dad, like, that's, that's my guy right there. Couldn't have been anything he did. All of his anger, all of his rage goes to the women in his life. But like... He a, a total
0: incel.
1: When they show the picture of Sid's mom, though, I'm like, is she the town whore? Is she the ho-deer?
0: You know? (laughs) Is she the uh, all oh oh, oh comes dear. back to callback oh <laughs> She
1: doesn't really give off that
0: impression, but apparently, I mean, she was you know, I'm not sure you can call her a talent slept. That's the impression I got dudes. And two dudes is not like a homemade, I feel like. Well, you know, she's, I she's Yeah, she's she's a she's living a, a bit of a sexually libertine lifestyle, but I mean yeah. having such a two different dudes is not like, oh, you're the way they portray it is that she's basically like a nymphomaniac who can't say no to anybody, which is like, oh, that's, I didn't get that that's, While she's
4: married to Sydney's dad, right? Okay. All so that stuff is also happening. No, no, so, I'm, worry, I'm, I'm not judging, but man. Okay. Well, Billy
5: does call her a slutbag whore who flashed <sighs> yep. her shit all over town. So, yeah. I don't
0: know. That, he that's did pretty call aggressive. It. Yeah. Um, Kind of a side note here on Sydney <laughs> and Billy. Uh, as soon as they're done having sex, Sydney starts questioning Billy of him the killer like immediately while he's getting dressed. So she legit lost her virginity to a dude that she's like, I think he's probably a mass murderer. That seems yeah. out of character for her. Yeah. Like, it, I, I thought yeah. the first time I saw some okay, she probably has like a plan in place here. She's asking these questions because like here comes somebody to burst out with like evidence and no, she's just like, yeah, I'm fucking this dude. He might have killed a lot of people the last couple of days, but he guilted me into it, so here I go.
5: He, like, gaslit mm-hmm. her into like, oh, yeah. having sex. That yes. look, that's what my notes were like. So much gaslighting. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Billy yeah. was, was mad yucky, like, with what he did.
0: Seriously, he was fucking gross. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, none of their relationship makes sense to me. Similar with Tatum and Stu, I don't get those two together. Like, Tatum seems like a pretty normal girl. Um, yep. Especially considering she's played by Rose McGowan, who never plays a normal girl. Her boyfriend is a cartoon lunatic. Like, how do these two get? What is their What is their ordinary interaction like? Like, what is it like if they go out for dinner, for example? This is high school.
1: You didn't oh, go out yeah. for dinner. That's you didn't
0: funny. go out for dinner in high school. I went to dinner in high school. What? Not went We went to, we went to um, go Roma sometimes. Yeah. Remember go Roma. Stu, no, Stew's just like <laughs> booga. spaghetti.
4: He's, he's awesome. <laughs> booga
0: yeah
3: (laughs) so so what about what about like we can't avoid randy who was very obviously in love with nev campbell's
0: character right like he he was very obsessed with her yeah yeah i uh i felt i the guy he didn't have a shot i don't know why he thought he did like she didn't in my mind she never gave any kind of a signal that oh i might be into you i find somebody else man like there's gotta be some nerdy like Cinephile girl who you can watch movies with and like break down cinematography and Dutch angles and shit. It's yeah. not her. Yeah. That, no.
5: That might have been one of my favorite stew moments when they're like talking about it at the movies at the oh. video store and he's like, You have a chance that he does that, like, oh, oh.
0: like <laughs> <laughs> No, no, not yeah. at all. Not never. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Yeah. That is God, that is God. some peak Matthew Wilder right there. Just right. mugging for like a solid five seconds. Oh, it was
2: great. it's
0: great!
4: It's the Millennium motive doesn't matter. I'm like, that's yeah. such a weird, weird thing to say. Like and it's that.
0: not the millennium; it's 1996. You guys have well, a ways to go. Hey, man, we're getting things here. changed. More years. I was
3: 1999. I, <laughs> I was hoping to see like some sort of shot from Sydney and Randy. Like I, because Randy's a good guy in my eyes.
0: He's not a bad guy. Of the guys in the movie, he's the best one. But I also think he's just kind of a drip. Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's any fun. Just kind of a trip. It's Jamie Kennedy in yeah, hard pass.
4: Yeah. He seems to be seems to be yeah. friends with the cool people though. If these people I, are the cool are people, Are they with the cool I have, people, I have,
1: people. I have so many questions about that. What?
4: Well, he's he's at least friends with <laughs> Stu, who I think is one of the cool people because he's friends with I Billy. I think Billy's supposed to be a cool guy, right? He's King should of fuck mountain, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah I spoke. think yeah, be
0: exactly. King should of fuck yeah. mountain. King shit. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is um, take a look at uh, somebody who was in this movie who might not have had like a huge role to kind of see if this was the start of big things for them or kind of the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDB deep dive. Dave, who are we diving on this week? I went pretty deep. Um, there were a lot of
4: reporters in this movie. Um, one in particular, one was holding a uh, scream mask the uh, Ghostface mask and talking about yeah. uh, the, the, the killer maybe wearing this mask and so on. Uh, her name was Lisa Canning. Um, I was trying to figure out because I was looking through her IMDb. Pretty much quite a bit of what she does is she plays reporters on TV. I'm trying to figure out why does she play reporters? <laughs> it's because she was a reporter. <gasps> uh, was she the original <laughs> Purt Hadley? No, she was a <laughs> correspondent for Entertainment Tonight in oh. the late 90s. Okay. So, 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 so they thought, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have her as a reporter on the screen. Maybe people will recognize her, maybe they want, so on and so forth. But she's been in a lot, quite a bit of stuff. She was a they said she's a hostess on I've never watched Dancing with the Stars, but I think she may have hosted no, right. a couple segments. Oh
1: from well. like two
4: thousand five until two thousand thirteen. Well,
1: Nelly's um, on Dancing with the Stars right now,
4: so I'm currently so you're watching but, yeah. So uh, people all <laughs> over the place. Uh she had uh, one of her first roles was on A Different World. Oh, uh, a different role. Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That, that's another show I haven't heard about in a long, long yeah. time. Um uh, she played two different characters on Baywatch in the very in the early 90s. Um let's see where else. Charmed on TV. Uh a lot of the young and the restless. Mm-hmm. Uh, CSI Miami, CSI New York. Um uh, she played a tv anchor on scandal that's that's pretty uh, cool my wife that's an awesome, awesome. that uh parenthood the tv show um she was a anchor in the film bombshell you saw that about fox news and roger ailes and all that she
0: was yeah, like bombshell.
4: it was a smaller part uh she was on vice principals the, the tv series if you saw that with uh
0: yeah. To Walton Goggins.
4: To I can't uh, Walton I can never I can never Walton remember. Goggins and
0: uh Kenny Powers. Um, um, Kenny Powers. Danny McBride. There you go. Danny Most McBride. Principles. So good. Most recent
3: yeah. credit,
4: uh the bold and the beautiful in 2020. So she's still working. She's still doing good. I mean, good for
0: her. Good for yep. her to get all those credits. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of it's as a reporter, but you know, do what you're good at. Yeah. So guys. That does uh, bring us to the end of the podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. On a personal note, super happy. This is the last week of spectacular because doing superlatives with like one or two survivors isn't that much fun. So like hmm. I'm looking forward to getting a, a full cast of characters again for, for one of these, but here goes. Uh, Randy is most likely to make every girl he dates sit through the director's cut of I Spit on Your Grave on their second date. Mm-hmm. There's no third dates. Yeah. Sydney is most likely to really need to sort through her trust issues around sex with her therapist for a really long time. It's like, Fair. she's going to be, I mean, this is going to fuck. If this is how you lost your virginity and then you murdered the guy seconds exactly. later. Like, that's he, oof, a lot to sort it through. Uh, All right, guys. So next week, we are bringing you a very special episode. Uh, Like that one time Sean from Boy Meets World joined a cult and Corey had to rescue him by showing him what a real hug felt like. Um, In honor of the upcoming election, which uh, will hopefully free us from the gradual slide towards Mussolini-style fascism that we are currently on. Next week, we're talking about the 1999 Reese Witherspoon spew. Matthew, oh, Bradley, wow. I could, you, dark com- I'm, I'm Megan over here. Oh my God. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Um, Dark comedy election. Uh, if you haven't voted yet, please make a plan and go vote. Uh, if you have an absentee ballot, find somewhere to go drop it off. So Louis DeJoy can't fuck it up like he was trying to fuck it up and everyone caught him. If you are voting in person, put on your mask, stay in line as long as it takes. If you're voting for Trump, Uh, The fake news won't report this, but through an executive action, he actually moved Election Day to Wednesday, November 4th this year. So don't rush out there on Tuesday Mm -hmm. with all the rubes who don't follow the real news. Uh, Now that I'm off my soapbox, that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, pop on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, apparently, reviews really matter, because that's how like, more people find out about our show. So I'm going to be thirsty, like Lindsey Graham on Fox News real quick, and full-on beg you guys to leave us a review of what we like about the show. I'm going to need uh, some of that money, please. I yeah, please money, give please. me money. Give me money. Please <laughs> give me money. Uh, if you don't like what you heard, to quote Billy, you, my friend, are a total fuck rag. Take it easy. Millennials. We'll see you next week.